Welcome to a There It Is podcast mini episode, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration with a quick tip. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for giving us a listen today. This is mini episode number eight, which means we have seven other mini episodes, which are all in the feed. Give those a listen if you haven't already. The tips I share in these mini-episodes are not just mine, because I don't know it all. Over the years, I've heard what professionals and experienced comedians and performers have said somewhere, be it a class I took or an interview I read or saw or a YouTube video. And in these episodes, I'm either sharing one of those things directly or sharing an observation I made after taking the advice of others or utilizing some tips I picked up somewhere along the way. I note who shared the tip where I can. I also, in previous mini-episodes, I asked previous guests if they could offer a tip, and so it was very clear and direct. But sometimes some tip just gets filed in the back of my head, and I don't recall who said it. So just know that from learning from experienced people, I've picked up some of these ideas, and I'm sharing them with you because I think it's good to share tips. Please share your tips that you've discovered with us on social media at There It Is Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or on this episode's post on our website, thereitispod.com. Today's topic is open mic basics. Most of these are for beginners, but some work for anyone. So let's start with the beginners. Just some tips that maybe you will find edifying as you try to start out at an open mic. And my biggest tip, I would say, is to be natural. Don't force being funny. What a lot of first-time open micers do is they try to copy what they think professional comics are doing. They'll see a special or they'll go to a stand-up show and they pick up what they pick up on. But the thing is, those professionals have crafted their jokes and stage presence for years. And we don't see that part of a comic's journey so often. So it's hard to emulate something you don't fully understand. So what ends up happening is a beginner may try to force the laugh by pushing where things aren't really funny just because they think that's what they saw a comic do. It's like they're performing to the idea of comedy. They're trying to copy how someone else gets laughs, but that's not natural for how you get laughs. So it's not likely to work. Being somebody else, that's not you. You should be you on stage. So to be natural and avoid forcing things, let's think about how you choose your material. Choose your material by thinking about things you hate or things that are like stupid to you or things that only you seem to think and you think that's insane. Like you have an opinion that no one else shares and that's crazy to you. So this is an exercise some improv teachers actually utilize in beginner improv classes to get the students to rant for a minute about something they actually believe. And they do this to prove that you don't have to force anything to be funny. Because when you start sincerely ranting about something you really believe, people will laugh. It just happens. It always does. And it's because people will relate to how natural you're being and the natural thoughts that are just flowing out of you. 
It's a much more natural way to delivering jokes than forcing something into being funny. That just usually doesn't work, and we've all tried that, but it just usually does not work to force it. Many times, stand-ups are just talking about things that actually annoy them, so they're making fun of it. So think of things that get a big emotional reaction from you, something that really annoys you, and talk about them. You'll be natural, and you won't force something that isn't funny and untrue to you. You'll be more comfortable on stage when you're not being a put-on. It'll just flow out of you. Another way to come up with natural material is to think of any clear thought you've had or clear thing you've said that made your friends laugh. And I point it out that way because sometimes when you're goofing around with your friends, there was just a lot of setup and it's hard to recreate that on stage. But if there was a statement that you made that was really clear and you remember and that just alone made people laugh, that's something to think about. Or like, have you ever been at a party and you met someone and you found yourself being wrapped up and talking about something and the person was laughing at a few things you said? Professional stand-ups are kind of just recreating those moments on a bigger scale with a lot of crafting, but it's those moments that they are trying to emulate from just how humans interact. So make note of when you make people laugh, especially the times you were just being yourself, because that's potential for jokes. And just write those things down when you get a chance. For your first time that you go up, take those topics that you wrote down and pick a couple that you think are strongest and most coherent and talk about them for a minute or two, just rant for a minute or two, depending on how much time you get. And be sure to record it. Later, check the recording and make notes of the times that you got laughs. The next time you go up, just say the parts that got laughs. You'll still have to set up the jokes, of course, because that's how jokes work. You have to set up the topic. So the way that would sound, if you don't know, which I'm, I assume you do because you've heard comedy, you would say something like, I hate such and such. And then you go into those parts that got laughs. Try that a few more times at different mics and record yourself each time. If something didn't get a laugh the last few times you did them, figure out why. Maybe you primed them a little bit before you, when you got laughs on them. Just go back and listen to that first recording to see what may have made the joke work. Rewrite the jokes to incorporate whatever you think will make them work again. Doing this gets you to practice how you get into your material organically. And you're also listening to sets and figuring out how to improve jokes, which is crafting. Learning how to rework your material so that it works. So that's, that's you practicing crafting. I didn't do this immediately when I was doing stand-up. It took me a long time to realize, like, oh, I can just figure the this part of the joke out because that's where it wasn't working before. Well, you could just start doing this immediately <laughs> instead of discovering a year or two in. So that should hopefully help with finding your voice being natural, finding out how you're funny, and learning how to craft. But let's talk about some other things that you can do when you start out, like a little mic work. This is my only tip on mic work. 
don't put the mic in front of your mouth and then start talking and then try to take the mic out of the stand. People hit themselves in the mouth every time they try that. I've seen it a bunch of times. I think I've done it before. Don't do it. Some people make a joke out of it, but then when you try to make a joke out of something that didn't happen organically, it reads and it's not funny. So just, you know, take the mic out of the stand and then talk. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a common sense thing, but it happens a lot. About mic stands. Once you take the mic out of the stand, move that stand just out of the way. A lot of times people will take it out of the stand and leave it, and then it's blocking their face, which is a big way that people are going to pick up on who you are, and it's just going to get in the way of getting laughs, even if people can't see your face. It can also just be a huge distraction for some audience members. So just move that thing right out of the way, especially if people are taking pictures. Like, you want them to see your face for the pictures. You want you want your friends to see you on stage, not a mic stand in front of your face. So, get that mic stand out of the way. Some people use it as a prop. I'm sure you've seen Bill Burr lean on it. And you can do that if you want, uh, if that's natural to you. But uh, as long as it's not covering your face, don't worry about it. Also, thank the host. Uh, you can do that on and or off stage, but it's just basic etiquette to be thankful in general <laughs> to the people who are putting you on. And here's some tips that anyone can use, just kind of like that last one's a good one for anyone. Don't be a jerk to the other comics. No matter where you live, the people you'll see the most at shows are the other comics. People avoid jerks, so why set yourself up to be miserable by being a jerk? This seems like common sense, but some people are jerks, and, it, and then they up, get upset that no one wants to hang out with them, and it's like, well, you're a jerk to everybody for no reason, so that's how that works. Um, I've seen that a couple of times, and I was just perplexed that they were surprised. Plus, if people don't want to be around you, they're not going to put you on a show, so you're not even going to get time. It just doesn't serve you to be a jerk. Write consistently. One bit of good advice I got from Judy Carter's book, The Comedy Bible, which I mentioned in the previous mini-episode, is that you don't want to wait until inspiration strikes you to start writing. If that's your method, it will take you forever to generate a good amount of solid material. Having the discipline to write daily is helpful for you artistically. Jerry Seinfeld famously talked about writing a joke a day and making it, making a big X on the calendar every day that he wrote a joke, and that came to look like a, a chain. So he said, don't break the chain. Just write a joke every day, and you see that chain on the calendar. That's a good thing. Before the pandemic, it was considered good practice to grind by hitting all the rooms in your area, if multiple mics were happening each night, go up to each of them and do that every night. That can work for people who want to work professionally, but not everyone has to do that to work professionally. And if you don't want to work professionally, I don't know you necessarily need to do that. And I just caution with this because not everyone has the same capacity to work that way. Um, Joyelle Nicole, previous guest, great episode of the podcast. She was saying she doesn't like doing that. So she doesn't. And she's doing fine. So you don't have to be a grinder 
to have a professional career, but if that is you, then go out there and do it. But I, I am just pushing back on the people who push hustle culture in comedy. I don't think hustle culture is for everyone, even working professional experienced comedians. Part of the reason I say this is because not everyone has the same goals. And if you're doing something just because a bunch of people were pushing hustle culture, then what are you hustling for? Like, what is the end goal? What are you trying to get? If you're joining a rat race and you don't know what the end goal is and you don't know where it is, then you're just going to burn yourself out. So I'm just not super big into the idea of hustle culture. Some people are doing comedy as a hobby. You know, they don't, they're not trying to hustle, hustle, hustle. But I mean, if it's a part of your plan of discipline for your life, discipline is a good thing, but that has to be the desired outcome. You have to know what it is that you want to do with comedy to jump in that rat race. So that's just my little bit of advice, my two cents. Take it or leave it. That's not something you necessarily have to think is like etched in stone because everybody's different. And speaking of my two cents, some of this advice might work better if you augment a little. And some advice I've given may be more of a, like a, just where you're at right now. But hey, it's no skin off my back if you don't take it. If you're a one-liner type comic or a character type comic, some of these suggestions may not work. But take what you can. I hope it inspired you. Thanks so much for listening to this mini episode. All episodes of the podcast are available on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. We also have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash there it is. And we have a comedy lifestyle newsletter that you can check out as well. And you can support us if you can. We have a Patreon and a PayPal. Go to thereitispod.com for newsletter and support info. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at thereitispod. Follow me on Twitter at Jason Far Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Far Picks. Links in bio. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. Mm-hmm.